Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. Well, good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills, and welcome to all of you who are visiting us today. I am Reverend Kelly Kincaid. I am the senior minister at Unity of Farmington Hills, and it is a pleasure to join to uh, share in this worship experience with you all. All the people say amen was a perfect way to open up our worship service. Thank you to our music team for that amazing performance. Uh, it's good to see you back, Carl and Marie, uh, back in the singing saddle again. <laughs> I couldn't wait to say that. <laughs> oh, man, I'm in a happy, uh, upbeat, funny mood. So that was a perfect song to match how I'm feeling. And I hope you all are feeling in, in a good spirits as well. I'm going to give our announcements and then we're going to get back to our service. Today's uh, I'd like to invite you all to our Sunday fellowship gathering at 11 a.m. today. Come join us and have fun. We've been laughing and just having a ball together. And then tomorrow, you're also invited 
to our Monday Zoom house party at 1 p.m. That's a perfect time to connect with each other, inspire each other, and just have some more laughs together. Trying to I'm trying to create many opportunities for us to connect with each other throughout, this, uh, throughout the week. So it's pretty busy. <laughs> and then tomorrow at 7 p.m., we continue our critical conversations. This has been a powerful experience. Last week, my father and my son joined us, and I uh, appreciated the rest of you who uh, shared your experiences and your feelings about the movie 13th and about the social injustice, uh, the racial unjust injustice that's going on in the world right now. Well, particularly in, in our country, the United States. So... If you would like to invite any young adults or teenagers, please feel free to do so. They have a strong voice in our future. So I want to be able to create a forum for them to share how they feel about what's going on as well. And I have invited other Unity Churches and beyond as well. So it looks like it's shaping up to be a very powerful experience. Wednesday is our Meditation Wednesday at 7 p.m. Everybody is welcome to join us. So if you are available on Wednesday evenings, please join us at 7 p.m. It's a powerful time to stop in the middle of the week, to pause and sit with God. But we're sitting with God together. And even though it's a Zoom, we can still feel each other's presence as we commune with the spiritual quietness, peace, stillness, and love of God. And the other bonus is that we... Also, share that light and love with the world. So, join us. Invite others if you want to. Feel free to do that as well. Next Saturday, is, uh, which is October 24th, is our UFH movie night. We're going to be watching Under the Tuscan Sun. I love that, that uh, movie. And then, our Giving Sunday will be next Sunday, October 25th. It's a perfect time to catch up on your tithes, catch up on your pledges, and to give a little extra, if you have it, to our beautiful spiritual community in support of UFH. And then next, the next women's group meeting is on Sunday, November 1st at 2 p.m. The next men's group meeting is Saturday, November 21st at 10 a.m. For the Zoom links to all of our activities, our classes, our groups, and our events, or to sign up for our email blast, please visit our website, unityfh.com. And uh, if you look on the homepage, you should see everything there. If you don't see what you're looking for there, look in the calendar of events. All the information is in there as well. For those of you who want to schedule an appointment with me during my office hours, which are Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. or Wednesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m., Please feel free to email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com. You can also email prayer requests to me as well. Or if you need to speak to me, um, you can call me at 248-737-9191. If I don't answer, uh, just leave a message. I will call you back and we can schedule your appointment or I can pray with you. If it is that you need to schedule outside of my office hours, I'm available to do that as well. And that concludes our announcements for today. So now as we join our music team in singing Shirley to Presence, let us open our hearts and our minds to hear the daily word and for our opening prayer. 
The Daily Word for today, Sunday, October 18th, 2020, is steadfast. I am a steadfast spiritual seeker. Let me say that one more time, and then I'd like you to affirm that with me. I am a steadfast spiritual seeker. Together, I am a steadfast spiritual seeker. And the message reads, No matter where I am on my path, sometimes my spiritual life feels easy, and sometimes it feels hard. There are times I enjoy new insights, blissful clarity, and peace. Other times I may struggle feeling stuck and directionless, or even lonely on my walk with God. At, at times like these, I renew my commitment to my spiritual path. Although my attention may have wandered, the divine presence within me has always remained steadfast as near as my next thought. Wherever I am in space, time, or consciousness, I discover the love, strength, and wisdom of God expressing through me. And the scripture for today comes from Psalm, is chapter 139, verses 9 through 10. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me fast. Let us pray. So please, I invite you to gently close your eyes and take a slow, deep breath. And just allow your consciousness to float down into your heart center, right in the center of your chest. Feel the presence of stillness and peace deep within you as we acknowledge that one power and that one presence that is active in our lives and in the universe. God, the good omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, knowing that we are one with God. Therefore, in the divinity of God that dwells within lies our goodness as well. We call forth the Christ within to open us up more fully to have the ears to hear and the eyes to see what it is, what it is that God is sharing with us through this message that will come forth in a little bit. We are grateful for the ways that God always guides us. We are grateful for the ways that God always blesses us. We are grateful for God's love, God's divine love that loves us no matter what. And this divine expression of gratitude is where we lift this prayer. Thank you, thanking you, God, for every divinely right blessing and every divinely right way that you express and manifest in our lives. In the mighty name and nature of that indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. 
I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our our UFH growth affirmation together. Knowing that it is working, it really is, and I'm thankful to God for that. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls and sanctuary with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. And now it is time for our first special song entitled In the Light. It will be led by Lauren and Laurel, and then I will be back with our message.
All I want is to be in the light. Oh, I like that song. I'm loving these upbeat um, selections that you guys have chosen to perform for today. It's keeping me upbeat. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I guess it's just uh, reflecting my, how I feel today. Very upbeat and happy. Anyway, thank you all for that. That was awesome. Um, thank you, Lauren and Laurel. And thank you, Nicholas and Carl and Marie and Michael for accompanying them. I love the performance, the video, and the music as usual. It was awesome. Thanks again. So there was a doctor, a civil engineer, and a computer scientist who were arguing over whose profession was the oldest in the world. And the doctor said, well, the Bible says that God created Eve out of a rib from Adam. It also says that God opened up Adam, took out a rib and closed the opening. Now that is surgery and proves that my profession is the oldest one in the world. And the civil engineer said, no, no, no. Uh, uh. Think again. He said, before the Bible even acknowledges or talks about Adam and Eve, we read that God created the heavens and the earth from the chaos. Now, creating the heavens and the earth had to take civil engineering. And so that proves that my profession is the oldest one in the world. The computer scientist chuckles a little bit. He leans back in his seat and he says, you both are all wrong. And he looked over at him and said, really? Why? He said, who do you think created the chaos? <laughs> 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 oh man, I thought that was a cute little, a cute little joke. So <laughs> I wanted to share it. So anyway, as we continue our discussion on answering God's call in this month of October, which in unity represents zeal, I want to go a little bit deeper down the spiritual rabbit hole, rabbit hole with you all. So we already know that and we've we've uh realized that zeal represents that part of us that urges us forward it is our enthusiasm our passion and our motivation it is the light inside that leads us forward so that unction that we feel to do something or that desire or that um intuitive push to do something is our zeal so this month we've talked about already answering God's call to be an empathic listener. And because we, because I was saying, I felt that God was leading us into becoming greater expressions of divine love and the way to heal our relationships and become divine, have divine interaction and divine relationships is to first move into being empathic listeners. And then the other thing that we discussed last week was after we go into being able to be empathic listeners to God, to ourselves and to others, we move into a, a space of being able to accept so the situation, accept our situation as it is, accept it on a, the truth about it on a human level, and then go deeper into accepting the truth about it on a spiritual level. And so this week, I want to move into talking about the going deeper, seeking the kingdom of God. So today the title of my talk is answering God's call to seek the kingdom of God. 
And the, the scripture I want to start off with, or the scriptural reference I want to start off with, comes from Matthew, is chapter 6, verse 31 through 33. And I have used this before, but during the times that we are in right now, I think it's very prevalent for us to revisit this on a deeper level. And so Matthew 6, verse 31 through 33 reads, and like I said, this is the New Living Translation. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all you need. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. Now, when Jesus was telling this to his followers back um, in the Bible, in this chapter, in chapter six, he was teaching him about money and possessions. He was teaching them about the importance of seeking God for the sake of seeking God, not for the possessions that you desire in your life. And so back then they were worried about what they were going to eat, what they were going to drink, worried about clothes, worried about money, worried about those types of things. And if Jesus were here today, Jesus would also add to that statement Maybe something like, don't worry about getting sick. Don't worry about being hurt during the uh, racial injustice in the United States. Don't worry about police brutality. He would say, don't worry about the economic situation. He would say, don't worry about your children go to, going to school. He would say, the thing, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows what you need. Your heavenly father knows this situation. God knows this situation. And when God, Jesus says heavenly father, Jesus is saying your daddy, your spiritual daddy knows these things. Just like your physical daddy knows what you want, what, what you need in your life and will give it to you. God knows even more than our physical fathers, our physical daddies, what we need in order to live a higher quality of life. And so he, Jesus says to not seek those things. Those are the things, the thoughts of the believer. So the unbelievers. So the believer in any situation would seek the kingdom of God above all else. Now, what is this above all else? In, in uh, King James Version, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things shall be added unto you. What is the, what is the, why is God, Jesus saying here above all else, or even why is Jesus saying, seek the kingdom of God first? Well, if you look in uh, Luke, the, the gospel according to Luke chapter four, and we've already gone over this chapter four, verse five and six, and I guess seven as well. This is when Jesus goes into the wilderness and he is being tempted, quote unquote, by Satan, which is really the, the desires of our flesh, the desires of our sight and the, and the pride of life that Jesus was experiencing, overcoming those three ways of this being distracted from God, from the kingdom of God. So in verse five of uh, Luke four, we read, then the devil took him up. And revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these, ki these kingdoms and authority over them. 
said the devil said because they are mine to give to anyone i please i will give it to give it all to you if you worship me now what does this scripture mean when we, we talked about it already when 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 we talked about it uh last i guess it was last month or the month before but what i want you to see here is the difference between the kingdom of the worlds and the kingdom of god the kingdom of the worlds represents this physical earthly flesh fleshly world the material world and worshiping it or having authority over it means we do have dominion over it but when we make that our focus when we make the world our focus we, when we make the things of our world our focus when we start making worrying about contracting covid our focus when we t take worrying about the election and worrying about all the things that are going on in politics and all of this stuff when we worry about the black lives matter movement and the racial injustice in the world in, in in the united states and when we worry about the economic situation when we worry about all of these things in addition to what to eat what to drink and what to wear we are focusing on the kingdom of the world and when we make that our focus, we are worshiping the kingdom of the world. So our consciousness is focused in the human realm of separation and limitation and restriction, which means illnesses, which means poverty, which means lack in, in other areas of our life. So what you're doing is you're focusing on those things that are missing or those things that we feel we lack and when you do that, you acknowledge it and you co-create it in your life. Jesus is saying not to focus on those physical things. Because we don't create those. We don't bring those into our life on a real basis. When you think about the true, the really, reallys, It is God that brings those things to us. It is God that brings finances to, finances to us. It is God that brings prosperity to us. It is God that manifests divine health in our life. It is God that manifests love in our life. It is God that manifests food and the things that we have to eat and drink and wear. It is God that is the source of all of those things. So Jesus is saying, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. So there's two parts in here. The first thing is to seek God above all else. The kingdom of God above all else. And the second part is to live righteously. And in those two steps, God will give you everything you need. Today I want to discuss the seeking God aspect of this. And next week I'll discuss the living righteously. There are several ways that have come to me that we can seek God. And the first one, the first step in seeking God is to turn within, to turn your eyes away from what you see in this physical world and to turn your eyes within your perspective to seek a higher consciousness and to seek a higher perspective. And that consciousness and that perspective is the kingdom of God. Now, where is the kingdom of God? When you when you think about it, where is God? Where is Jesus directing us to seek? Well, when you look at Luke chapter 17, verse 20, the Pharisees were talking to Jesus. The title of this little section in Luke chapter 17, verse 20 is, 
It starts at verse 20, and that section is called the coming of the kingdom. And the Pharisees are asking Jesus, when will the kingdom of God come? And in verse 20, he says, Jesus replies, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. Nothing in the physical world will lead you to the kingdom, the kingdom of God. Nothing. He says in verse 21, you won't be able to say, here it is, or it's over there. For the kingdom of God is already among you. So the kingdom of God is, what does that mean that it is among you? It means that the kingdom of God is within you. The second unity principle that we are one with God. The divinity lies within us. Therefore, we inherit goodness. So you do not look for the kingdom of God or seek for the kingdom of God outside of you. You have to go within. And as you go within, what unity principle does that represent? It represents the fourth unity principle that says through prayer and meditation, we align our hearts and our minds with God. And the beautiful piece about aligning your minds, minds and your hearts with God is that it brings forth two major things in our life. The first major thing that it brings forth is peace because you move into the stillness and the silence of God when you go into meditation, even before you pray, when you truly are seeking God, you silence yourself. That's why we take a deep breath. Breathing in the breath of life, breathing in the breath of God. That's why we take a deep breath. It centers us in the stillness and in the peace that exists within. And as you continue to do that on a regular basis, on a daily basis, even more times during the day, you move into the next phase, which is a state of realization. You begin to realize more deeply that presence and the power and the essence of God, you, your realization is you realize that you are one with it on an experiential level. It moves you into a deeper experience of it yourself. So as you move into the first phase, you go, in, you go within regularly, regularly through prayer and meditation, living out the fourth unity principle. The second step into seeking the kingdom of God is to trust and have faith and total confidence that God is the source of every good thing, that God is your source of all things. And as you realize that, you move into the first unity principle. That first unity principle says that there is only one power and one presence active in our lives and in the universe, God, the good, omnipotent. That one activity, that one presence, that is your source. And through the source, the activity brings forth everything good in your life. The second thing that we do, the second step into seeking the kingdom of God is to realize that that one power and one presence that is God knows your every need. Just like Jesus said, knows your every need and will supply your every need. When you seek God first above the need, 
you realize that you are one with that need and that God will supply it in your life. The next thing that we do when we go into seeking the presence of God, seeking the kingdom of God, and kingdom represents a state of consciousness, the kingdom of the con spiritual consciousness, which is the kingdom of God, or is the kingdom of physical consciousness, which is the kingdom of the world. We are seeking the kingdom of God, which is the kingdom of spiritual consciousness and conscious spiritual awareness. It is the reign of God. It is the king's reign or the king's uh, dominion. And you and when you seek God, the kingdom of God, you seek God's dominion to reign in your life. And the next step is to seek to love, know and understand God for the sake of loving, knowing and understanding God, not for the sake of getting your heart's desire. If you seek God because you want health or you want prosperity, or you want a relationship, or you want a better job, or you want a promotion on your job, or you want a new car, or you want anything in your life. If you seek God for that, then you are doing the same thing as praying from a certain situation, praying from, uh, for, uh, praying for a certain thing, rather. When you pray for something, it indicates in your consciousness that you're acknowledging lack of it in your life. When you seek God for the purpose of getting things in your life, you are acknowledging a consciousness that states that you do not have it in your life, that you lack it in your life. And when you seek from that consciousness, you co-create that very thing that you are acknowledging that you lack in your life. And that is more lack, limitation, and separation. And so we seek God from the consciousness of just being in the presence of God, to love God, to know God, to understand God, to create a deep, intimate, up close and personal relationship with God. And what happens is as you start to think on God, and as you start to focus your attention on God, and as you start to focus your attention on who God is, what God is, and as you start to focus your attention on the divine principles of God, and that everything is created in the consciousness of God, the divine order of God, the divine timing of God, as you begin to focus on spiritual principles, Jesus' teachings, and all of those things of God, you activate the, the third unity principle, which says that we co-create our, our, uh, with God, creating reality through thoughts held in mind. Another way of saying it is thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. When you think on God and the goodness of God and the abundance of God and the love of God and the peace of God and all of those things that deal with everything that is the essence of God, you co-create those things in your life. You co-create those things in your life. I was remembering a time when I would always be afraid to be sick. And I was always sick. And, and I realized that I keep bringing that up. Everything I saw on TV that was some type of illness or something, I began to uh, have the symptoms to it. It was like it was, I was a hypochondriac. Hypochondriacs co-create with God. And then there was a time where I was always worried 
about not having enough and always focused on not having enough. And so in that space, (laughs) it, it was sometimes difficult for me to share because I didn't think I'd have enough. And I thought if I gave away this, then that would be my last. I'm realizing that the more that I share in the consciousness that God is my abundance, God is my prosperity, that I am one with infinity, all that is infinite and all that is abundant, I keep getting back all that I give. In every way that I give it in a loving way, even just loving someone for the sake of loving someone, I realize that it may, the love may not come back from that other person because it wasn't meant to, but God will still demonstrate and express love in my life in some way, shape, or form because I give it freely for the sake of giving it because I know that as I be the presence of love, I demonstrate it in my life. God demonstrates it in me. And that feeling that I have inside becomes a magnet to draw it back to me. And that's in anything, anything that you focus on. You become the magnet to draw it in your life. Shift whatever you're focusing on that has a restriction, a limitation, or some form of separation in it to seeking God, seeking the essence of God. And I promise you, you will be given everything you need, as Jesus says. The fifth thing that we do when we seek the kingdom of God is focus only on God and the things of God. That's all you focus on all the time, no matter what. No matter what someone says, no matter what it looks like in your circumstances, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's going on in your body, no matter what thoughts come through your mind, you continually shift your focus to be on God first all the time. You shift your focus to be on only God Only God, only God, only God. That's what you think about. Somebody uh, says something and you get triggered and feelings get hurt. Return back to God. Because if your feelings are hurt, you're caught up in the kingdom of the world instead of the kingdom of God. All that exists in God is love and peace. There's no hurt feelings in the kingdom of God. And the last thing that came to me that I'm seeking as I seek the kingdom of heaven is to always keep God first, no matter what. The most important relationship ever in my life is my relationship with God. It determines and rules over everything in my life. Your relationship with God rules over everything in your life. And if you don't have a relationship with God, it will be reflected in the way your life is being demonstrated in your the circumstances that are happening in your life so if you're experiencing illness if you're experiencing lack if you're experiencing anything that feels like loneliness or separation is because you have not been focusing on God when you focus on God all of those things get transmuted into peace and the realization of God's truth aren't you ready to move into a higher quality of life, even in the midst of the turmoil that's going on in this world? Aren't you ready to answer God's call to seek seek the kingdom of God in the midst of everything that's going on and to feel on a deeper level God's peace 
and to move into a deeper level of realization that you are one with every single thing that you think that you desire. If you are, I challenge you to seek the kingdom of God. And if you already are, go deeper. If you don't know what, how, or how to do it, when you go into meditation and prayer, ask. I once heard someone say, you don't G-E-T because you don't A-S-K. <laughs> ask God to show you how to seek God's kingdom. When we do this, we raise the quality of our life, no matter what is going on in our life, in our body, in our mind. We move into a deeper level of peace and a deeper level of spiritual realization of the truth of what God is, the principles and spiritual law of God, and that it is all you, that everything you seek in life, you are already one with. That is an amazing realization. And I thank God for bringing it into our conscious awareness right now and for offering us the way of how we can seek the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us, with that consciousness of seeking the kingdom of heaven, just seeking God for the sake of God, let us move into our giving segment of our service. Well, we know that as we give without worrying about anything coming back, that God is our source and the abundance at which we give is the abundance at which we attract it back into our lives. So please let us affirm the love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give and all that I receive. Thank you, God. And I thank you all for every single way that you give. In every single way that you give to each other, that you give to our church, that you give to me in your form of financial support, which we which we still need because we still have financial obligations in your form of spiritual support, in your form of moral support, in your form of uh prayers, however it is that you're there for each other, that you are there supporting unity of Farmington Hills and that you are there supporting me. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really, really thank you. And so if you want to give online, you can go to unityfh.com, click the donate button. And when it opens up to the donate page, go down to the bottom to the little orange donate button and click on that to make your donation. If you're sending in your love offering, Please send it to Unity of Farmington Hills, 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. And now we have our second special song entitled Because God's Good. And that's led by Laurel. And then I will be back to close us out in our with our virtual prayer circle and the prayer for protection. I'll see you in a little bit.
Wow, what another powerful, upbeat song. I love that. Thank you, Laurel, for leading that. That was awesome. And thank you, Lauren, for the, um, the wonderful video to go with it. And thank you to the rest of you for the awesome performance. As I said earlier, Carl and Marie, it's good to have you back. I love the sound of the guitar again back in there. And I love hearing your voice, Marie, as well. Um, we're getting back to, well, we're not really back to normal, but it's nice to see, <laughs> see you all, see you two back in our in our in the midst of the music team again thank you all for that awesome performance so let us prepare for our closing virtual prayer circle so please take a deep breath with me and gently close your eyes allow your focus to float down into the center of your chest your heart center let the names of those who you'd like prayer for, let them come forth in your mind, even if it's for you. And now begin to call them out into this virtual prayer circle. And God, as you hear these names, we stand in agreement of the affirmation, it is already done knowing that as the names go forth into this prayer circle, this virtual prayer circle, you're activating the manifestation of the prayer already. So we're praying from the awareness and the acknowledgement that everything is already manifested, that you know of everyone's needs, that you know of everyone's desires, that you know the way to bring forth the highest and greatest good in each and every life of the persons whose names have been called forth and that you are done, you've done it already right now. So we thank you for that, God. We thank you for that and we thank you some more. I also thank you for blessing each and every person who helped me to bring this worship service together. Thank you for those who helped to promote it. Thank you for everyone who is in attendance right now and those who will be watching later. I thank you, God, for your blessing that is going over this church, this spiritual community, the way you're prospering us, expanding us, and bringing us into a greater awareness of you, together and individually. Thank you for blessing every single person in this world and in the universe. In the mighty name and nature of it, that indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us affirm our prayer for protection. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Amen. Some of you are saying, yay, God. <laughs> for those of you who are joining me today at the fellowship gathering, I'll see you at 11 o'clock. For those of you who are not, Enjoy the rest of your Sunday and the rest of your week. If you haven't already, I invite you to, to subscribe to our YouTube page and also to like our Facebook page. Again, I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid. It has been a pleasure in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> Let us close out our service by singing the peace song with our music team. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.